welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine and today I have my very, very good friend, Emily Lind. How are you, Emily? I'm okay. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's um very cold here. You know, I'm I'm talking Melbourne cold, of course, but um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I do have <laughs> I've got my thermals on. I'm just succumbed. You know, just do what makes you feel comfortable. It's fine. It doesn't matter what the t- if you're cold, then put on your thermals. Yeah, it's very cold in the wind. It's the wind factor here in Melbourne. That's my defence. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. However, um, one thing that did warm my heart, ah, segue, um, was the new episode of Ted Lasso. I, I just love it so much, Catherine. <laughs> now, I... You know, I'd seen bits about it, um, but I, I didn't have an Apple TV Plus subscription. But then I heard you talking about it a lot on Canto Bite Dispatch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, if Emily likes it, then it must be good. Okay, when I get a new phone, I'll get the 12-month free subscription. I'll give it a try. And yeah, I've got a new phone. First thing I watched was Ted Lasso. Very quickly. Yeah. I, I got, yeah. And so I think that was a couple of weeks ago. So in two, two and a half weeks, I've watched it three times, season one. Yeah. It, 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 it's one of those shows. Yeah. I mean, it's that type of thing of I, I went to YouTube to find the trailer to send to my friends of like, oh, yeah, this is the show that I was, um, you know, watching instead of coming on Zoom to talk to you. But I don't think the trailer did a great job in selling what the show actually was. Yeah, you know, I I don't know if I ever actually saw the trailer because when I first heard the concept of this show, I, I just sort of automatically passed because I'm like, uh, that sounds dumb. Like the fish out of water, buffoonish American stuffy British comedy. Like I just assumed that's what it was, and so it took my brother and his wife telling me, "No, no, the show is actually genuinely really, really good, and you have to watch it." Because generally, if I'm told something is heartwarming, I don't want to de- like that's not my thing. <laughs> like you know, my probably my other favorite comedy of all time is it's always sunny in philadelphia which is the meanest like just most cynical comedy you can get but my brother is the same way so when he's like no the show is nice and heartwarming but also really funny and really good that got me to try it and i think it was maybe like four episodes had aired when I got into it. So I, I watched all of those in one sitting and then was like, when's a new episode? When's a new episode? When's a new episode? <laughs> and since then have seen it. I don't even know how many times more times than I've seen. Like I've never watched a show as many times in the time span that I've watched Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's, it's such a good show. And, and each time you rewatch it, you pick up, 
on the little things that they seeded through the way. So I think it was episode two that, you know, Ted Lasso, all the, you know, he was um, extending and, and crunching his hands, you know, like he did prior to his panic attack. So already the stress was there and they seeded that, you know, like episode one or two. Yeah, when you when you go back to watch it, he he's constantly like like putting his hands in his pockets. Yeah, and that is it's a it's him because they they're about to start shaking and he doesn't want people to see it, and it's it's so well done. And one of the things I love about this show is, except for Rupert, everybody is a, like a person. And there's yeah. no like straight out terrible villain, and and you see it especially with Rebecca, which is a character who's so easy to just make the villain. Because if you look at, um, I don't know if 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 this would have been anything in Australia, but there's this movie from the '80s called Minor League, no, called Major uh, League, yes. Major League, which is about like yeah. a woman who is trying to intentionally tank the team so that the you know, I think it's like if the attendance thing hits a certain low then she's allowed to sell the team and she's just straight up horrible 80s movie villain yeah and you think maybe in the beginning that's what Rebecca's going to be but they do such a wonderful job of of showing you why she's lashing now and even though you disagree with her you still get it and Oh, she's just turned into one of my favorite characters. And all the way the, along, she you can see, yes, she's so hurt by everything and lashing out, but there's moments where she's regretting her decision to sabotage the team or to hurt these people. She's really of that two minds the whole way through. Yeah, she... She knows what she's doing is wrong and does like she does struggle with it when when you know like when she's talking with Ted or Keely or when um when Sam goes to invite her to the curse breaking party you get these little moments but she's just she's again like every time she starts to regret it there'll be another thing like in the tabloids about her her ex-husband and it's just seeing that struggle I don't know I just I think it's beautifully done and the actress is so good yeah and happened to me you know again when in that karaoke scene like that is just an absolute amazing scene where she's singing um you gotta go let it go yeah and that's when Ted starts to have his panic attack. Now, I have a very, very emotional attachment to the song Let It Go, and she sings that song. She's amazing. Yeah. And the layers to that song to, for both her and to Ted, it's just such a perfect use of it. It's amazing. And, yeah, I was weeping again in that scene. Again, like, it's so easy to make this show bad. 
like yeah. the premise of this show on its surface, which is, you know, the American who doesn't know anything about the sport goes to the UK to coach it is such a like terrible cliche sitcom or bad comedy movie pilot. One of the things I love is Ted's not dumb or even he's not even naive. And so often characters who are kind and optimistic are, you know, like the, oh, he's just like the simple fool who loves everybody. But, But Ted isn't that. Ted makes a conscious decision to be an optimist and to be hopeful and good. And he's he's smart and he knows when people are making fun of him. And he knows when people are underestimating him. He's just a good guy. Yeah. And you can see the effort sometimes for him. You know, when you know he comes to England, his marriage is in deep trouble, and that's why he's come. And you can see the struggle at times of him trying to be optimistic and, and trying not to lash out at people, like him struggling with Jamie Tart sometimes of not just screaming at him like he feels like. And you, you see it that, you know, him sort of not able to keep keep it up only once and that's, you know, when, when poor Nate slips the envelope under the door and it's such... It's so good to see, um, you know, Ted being a, a real three-dimensional character. You see, yes, he's got these fantastic qualities, but he's also got these shortcomings. And I think we're starting to see even more of those shortcomings, even in that first episode of season two. Yeah, and like in the first season, when when Michelle, Michelle is his wife's name, right? Yeah. When When she comes out, they they make you realize that as much as we love Ted, yeah, being married to him would probably be really tiring and hard. Yeah. And he has and he has a line, um, I don't remember who it's to or even what episode it is in, when and he's talking about how I'd always you know, I'd always try to solve her problems, but she still couldn't be happy. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's so good because she doesn't want you to solve her problems. She just wants to, like, be able to bitch about her day or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then Uh. in this premiere, it's that he wants to be the one to fix everything for everybody. And so the doctor coming in, he, you know, like, there's the very funny moment with the, you know, it's your favorite Gin Blossom song. And you know it's the jealousy thing, but it's it's very astute of Coach Beard there that Ted is supposed to be the one who encourages everybody and and gets everybody back on track. Yeah, Ted's meant to be the one who could find um, Danny's way out of you know that awful you know, the yips or, you know, that awful headspace he was in, but he couldn't. But And also that, you know, that thing about him not quite trusting therapy because of his own experiences in it. 
Yeah, and and that was that was another. This this show is so smart and has such like accurate observations, which is it's really screwed up that their couples counselor had been her counselor before. That you don't that shouldn't be the the couples counselor you use. Yeah, because yeah, that's her counselor. It's not their counselor. Yeah, and so when he talks about you know feeling like he had been he had been sort of like set up, and that it was hey come and hear about all your faults because you know for the past several years she had been telling the therapist all of her frustrations with Ted, so of course that's going to color any couples counseling they get. It was just for a show that is a com- it's not even you know it's not like a dramedy or anything like that. This is very much a comedy, but it has these great human moments in it that I'm just constantly blown away by how real they are it's never it's never sappy it's always earned it's never like saccharine it's not like an you know ABC modern family everybody loves each other and is good and isn't it so sugary sweet that's not what the show is no and the dynamics within the team itself of especially when Jamie Tart was still there of like the you know Roy and Jamie could be teammates but still hate each other you know that's far more realistic than all the teammates being able to get along yeah there's there is not a moment when they suddenly come together and agree to be friends like even at the benefit when they're doing the whole like let's get drunk and have it out thing they still end up at the end being like yeah I think you're a prick and I hate you yeah and you know Jamie is a is a twat but we see <laughs> yeah yeah we see the human there and we see you know why you know he he strives to to be the hero on the pitch, um, you know, very, very quickly in that one just little glimpse in that final episode. But, yeah, he's still a person underneath all that twattiness. Yeah, and when, when Keely first comes in, it seems like, oh, she's going to be the, you know, she's going to be the the wag she's gonna be the bimbo girlfriend but she's no. wonderful she's that character she's beautiful yeah. and smart and funny her friendship with Rebecca is amazing and I was so happy when she and Roy finally got together finally it's only six episodes finally got together <laughs> I them them as a couple it's so sweet. Their scenes are st- like so lovely, but still funny. The fact that they apologize to each other, I I love it. And the the this the scene with them on the park bench with Phoebe was just adorable. Yeah, Roy Kent. Ah, uh, Roy Kent. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. What a phenomenal character. I just bought a Roy Kent jersey. I spent too much money on it. 
was a ridiculous purchase. I've never even like spent that much. I don't think I've ever spent as much money like on any shirt, much less a shirt for a TV show. But God, I love him and his angry, angry shouting. <laughs> you know, as as Nate said, you know, you're angry at the grass. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried to buy a Roy Kemp shirt yesterday, but no, they don't ship to Australia. Oh, boo. I I don't understand these companies who don't want to make money. Yeah, that I, sucks. I get it if it's a big, bulky thing. Yeah, fine. But it's a T-shirt, you know, I'm prepared to pay the crazy shipping. I want my Roy Kent kit. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's just when like as soon as this the 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 scene starts in in the premiere of season 2 and he's yelling, you you absolutely know the reveal is going to be that he's yelling at little kids. But it's yeah. still hilarious. <laughs> and I love it. I love the new beard. I love the, like the little like the tough girl who was like had the ice on her head. I and <laughs> the double date scene with with Kiwi and him and then Rebecca and her fine boy. Yeah. What a speech and for it to be him giving it was was great because it's it's like this really motivational thing to tell somebody but it's because he's just so annoyed at her <laughs> which is like this dude's fine but you are so much better than fine don't why would you possibly settle for fine you're amazing and need somebody who knows that you're amazing and makes you feel amazing but he's just so mad about it it's <laughs> Such a, like it's a great scene, but also just really funny. He's yeah, he's just so angry at the world, and yeah, and even in scenes where he's happy, like reading like the book to Phoebe, he's so angry yes. as well. He's a very angry man. <laughs> but I know I love like I love everybody on this show. They're all good characters, and every like the acting's all great. Uh, I think the the psychiatrist is an interesting new character. I can't wait to see where that goes. I'm really glad the show is once a week. I, I like that Apple does that because yes, I would have immediately watched them all and loved watching them all, but also then I would have no new Ted Lasso to watch for the next eleven weeks, and this way I have Ted Lasso to watch for the next eleven weeks. Yes. Oh, yeah, there, there's that part of me of, oh, I want more. But now I've got that to look forward to next week. It's that, oh, could they have dropped more episodes at once and done it, you know, Master of the Universe style, five episodes once, five episodes else another time? But there's something nice about, like, especially with a show like this, where I know I have something funny and 
Okay, I've used this term and used the word a lot, but it's a nice. I don't have another word to describe the show. It's it's a good thing to have every week. I mean, there's shows I don't need to to watch every week because they're like grim and depressing, and it's like, oh, I love this show, but it's sort of every week I know I'm going to get my heart broken. Whereas this, it's like, oh, I'm going to have this little bit of joy every Friday for the next couple of months. Yeah. Is that coming out? Um... What sort of time Fridays are coming out for you? I don't know. <laughs> because I like I watched it when I got it was it was up when I got home from work. I think I think it might be a thing where it drops at like midnight West Coast time. I'm not sure. I think it dropped three PM our time. Um and Bad Batch dropped at five PM our time. So but I'm not 100% sure. I didn't – I was in the middle of doing something, so I wasn't checking um, that. But, yeah, it's a delightful thing to look forward to every Friday. So, yeah, I definitely was in the mind of, oh, I want to watch Ted Lasso more than Bad Batch, but Bad Batch will be spoiled for me. Not that it mattered this week. Yeah, anyway. this wasn't it wasn't much of a there wasn't much to spoil this week. But no, I've already watched this episode of Ted Lasso twice. I'm probably gonna watch it again after we are done recording this because after I watch Ted, after I talk about Ted Lasso, then I wanna watch it again. By the way, because I know he listens to the show, I'm going to yell at him on here. Our friend Chris Fresh <laughs> of the Geek Dudes and Hey It's a Podcast. Just watch Ted Lasso. I've been trying to get him to watch Ted Lasso and he keeps blowing me off. And he doesn't take me seriously. He needs to watch it. And so I know in some ways I'm shooting myself in the foot by telling him to watch it because he will get stubborn. But I think it needs to be a campaign to get Chris to watch. Maybe, Catherine, he likes you. So maybe if you tell him to watch the show, because he will be nice to you when he is not nice to me. Chris, watch Ted Lasso. It's delightful. Thank you. It's really good. (laughs) even down I'm just thinking back to like their movie night when they're on the road and the movie that Ted picks for them is Iron Giant which and then they're all crying at the end because of course they are (laughs) yeah all the all the characters are just fantastic Um, Higgins you know the first few times through watching I kept saying Sprash because that's who he was in Downton Abbey but now I say Higgins not Sprash and he's a sweetheart he is I like him and I heard originally on on another podcast that the actor um, Brett Goldstein who plays um, Roy Kent yeah he's a writer he sort of auditioned for Higgins. Oh, wow. Get that picture in your brain. Yeah. That's very, that's then, a very different character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then the creators all saw, you know, Jeremy Swift um, video and an audition. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Higgins. There's no, just no question. That's Higgins. And, but Brett also thought, well, I could, 
I understand Roy Kent, I can bring something. And, yeah, he auditioned and got Roy Kent, as he should. Oh, yeah, it's it's very hard to think of him in the Higgins role. I, I'm like, I, I'm sure, you know, he's an actor. I'm sure he could do it, but it is, it's it's a different thing if, and this is, I, I don't mean this in, to like any disrespect to the man who actually plays him. It's a very different character if he's like a super good looking dude. Yeah. Like it just, it just is. Oh yeah. They'd, they'd have to rewrite him. It, it would be completely different. They'd, they would have written him differently going forward. Yeah. I think, I think he'd have to be more of an asshole. Because yeah. he, I don't think he, he needs to be a, like a weak enough that you know that's the reason he never told Rebecca about all of Rupert's affairs, even though Rebecca thought of him as a friend. If you have like a character who, who doesn't seem weak, then it's like, oh, that dude just did it because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a really great show, Chris. It's really good. The first episode, you can sort of see, okay, that that idea of you know the American fish out of water type of thing, but it grows so much more than that. It's so much better. Yeah, like there there's still some you know like later in the season and even now there's still like jokes here and there about that but the first episode it's very very heavily like let's make tea you know like ted hates the taste of tea and is surprised that they give him mineral water and and stuff like that yeah yeah i'm i'm glad though that they kept him looking the wrong way when he crosses the road especially (laughs) when he was drunk because that's something so ingrained I was thinking about yesterday going for my walk and and because I first really learnt how to cross the road when we lived in America and, you know, so I was immersed in the songs and all of that information. I don't know at what point I, I you know, stopped the looking the American way as opposed to the Australian way, but I swear every now and again I look for cars the wrong way because it's so ingrained yeah no that totally makes sense coach beard i look it should like it should be no surprise to anybody who has watched the show and who also like knows my taste in characters that that is my guy but he's very much my guy he's so good and funny and mysterious and we just see little glimpses every now and again but as an actor some of his line readings are amazing so you know that when he screams no fight club that's my favorite line reading no from oh no fight club is right the one and this is such a weird thing because it is it's not a particularly funny like or memorable line except his his reading of it is so good when they are when they're in the when they're breaking the curse and Ted's about to to light the match, but he's like, maybe we should do this outside. And it is like there's some of the way like he like widens his eyes and just his cadence. And he he's like the co-creator of the show along with uh, um, Jason Stegas. And uh, 
you really see that those guys are friends. Yeah. And, you know, Coach Beard and Coach Lasso, they have such an interesting dynamic where Beard is so down on the tactics, even on the plane ride over, he's trying to break down and understand football. And throughout the season, he gets far more of a handle on it all as opposed to Ted. And he gets the importance of of yet relegation. He truly understands the impact it can have. But he's, you know, and that's the only conflict that he and Ted have where where Ted still wants to keep his winning doesn't matter attitude. And he no, it does. Yeah, and that makes the you know, the, their friendship and how how deeply they understand each other and how easygoing Beard is and how he gets all of Ted's weirdness and also like I mean he's weird in his own way and plays it up too. Like it's not just him like humoring Ted, but all of that makes it so much sharper and more meaningful when he does finally snap at him in that yeah. scene when he when he just loses like no this matters winning matters and it's like yeah you know what yeah it does like because they're not you know they're not a high school football team yeah he's not building kids or young adults to have confidence or believe in themselves to be able to achieve, they're at that top level and if they don't win, it has serious consequences on them as players, on the club, but also on the town. Yeah, all, all the stuff with the town is so good. The three kids <laughs> make me laugh so much. And, uh when they when they come up to him and in the season finale, be like, like be nice to him finally, and be like, thanks for everything you've done and for trying. It's like, oh, yeah, and and the love and the passion that yeah is in that pub for Richmond. It's just. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely. Um, I have to admit, I did look up on Google Maps where they filmed that, you know, the the little park and the pubs. And so I messaged, you know, the Star Wars group here and like, okay, if we ever get to Star Wars Celebration, how about we have a drink here? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that that first episode back, it's I, I gasped. I was like holding my face and holding my, my mouth. I couldn't believe that first. That opening first scene few minutes. is absolutely ridiculous. Like it's horrifying, but it's also yeah. so bizarre, especially for this show. That like it's like. It was like this, just this horrified laughter for me, being like, I cannot believe that just happened. And I don't know, bless this show. I'm so glad it was like, it was good because it's not that I was like, worried about it, but you know, when you love something so much in its first season and it becomes like a really big deal, like the show did, like the word of mouth on the show just grew and grew and grew. 
and then it got you know like it just got like a ton of Emmy nominations and so when it's coming back for the second season it's always a little bit like uh, does it still have what it had before and it totally does yeah yeah I think that's one thing about streaming it's really um made seasons shorter so the writing's got to be tighter and you can really do arcs they, they really try to construct arcs now and I think they are more conscious of not just pumping out season after season yeah I mean it's it's very different when you have a 20 up 22 episode order and like that's that's a lot <laughs> I'm glad they've um it's it 12 episodes yes this season as opposed to 10 yeah yeah i i do like that they've they're giving us a little bit more because there's a few moments where in first season i'm like oh i would have liked to have seen that little bit that was between episodes but oh well i'm i'm very happy with what we got very very happy and i'm happy for that little bit more I'm just completely and utterly charmed by this show. I rewatched it. There's not like when I go back, there's not like I don't skip any scenes. I don't skip any episodes. I don't think I have any other shows like that where I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to sit down and watch all of this because it's all brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send Ted Lasso. Come on. Warner Brothers shop. <laughs> Ship to Australia. Come on. Now, yeah, I um I've got an, a Google form signing for my students to show attendance and I did use a Ted Lasso photo and quote on there. I don't think my students understood it, but anyway, I did. I got a kick out of it. What quote did you use? Um uh, it's the one riding a bull um, where a challenge is like riding a bull. If you're comfortable while doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I was sort of looking through and um, a lot of it is just sometimes you see the be a goldfish and just saying that without knowing the whole context, yeah, probably don't understand, but that, that bit you know when we're just starting you know lockdown number five um and they're in their senior year yep it's just a challenge we're not going to be comfortable but we can get through it again yeah again and again and again and again Anyway, we should be back. Schools tend to go back earlier than other workplaces. Um, so and at least the year, the senior years go back earlier. So we'll probably be back Wednesday. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, numbers were very good today and and. Everyone, all of the new infections today, they had zero time out in the community while infectious, and that's the key number that we're looking at. 
So we'll see how it goes for the next day or two. But, yeah, the short, sharp lockdowns, so they call it early, they go hard in an effort to make it shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is It is kind of hard, though, the um, up, down, up, down, up, down of it all. Um, yeah, because we're not recently out of lockdown number four. There is no time in Melbourne. It is just lockdown number and time between number time between <laughs> lockdowns. Yeah, there's no months of days anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is weird when I realize it's July 2021, like halfway through the year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Now they would have filmed this like they would have been filming season two of Ted Lasso last year, wouldn't they? During or early this it year, was part earlier, of it was earlier this year. I'm trying to remember because I re... weirdly enough, the um, guy who plays who plays Coach Beard. I remember him tweeting something about getting ready to leave after they had wrapped. But I'm trying to remember. Yeah. But it was like it was like right around some event. So I'm trying to remember what it was, and I can't quite bring it up. Yeah. So yeah, they don't address um, COVID at all, which is good to see in some ways. Um, I'm sure if we saw behind the scenes photos, we'll see um, you know people in masks, like we have done on things like Loki, where all the camera crew and all of that are in masks and the actors are not yeah and then yeah like and they were um like ap bio uh pat oswalt would tweet out pictures of like them between takes when everybody like including the actors are not only in masks but in like face shields and stuff and then they take them off and then they shoot their scenes and then it goes right back on it's a real time stamp of you know, when you're watching behind the scenes, like I remember, you know, the Mandalorian season two behind the scene, you know, one hour, there was just this point where masks started being on set. It was like, oh, okay, you can guess what time of year that was. And the same with Loki as well. It's this real time stamp of things. Yeah, it'll be really wild to, if you're watching that stuff for the first time a couple of years from now. Yeah. It's, yeah, the before times and the after times will, yeah, because I think masks will be around for a little while. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Uh, corona talk. Sorry, everyone. It always happens. Yeah, it's sort of hard to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid ScoMo. There, I've said it for the week. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Bad Batch. I've I haven't talked a lot about Bad Batch. I've got to admit because I've not been. There's been some bits I've liked, and others I've been very meh on. 
get it. Like I, I'm yeah. surprised by how much I like this show because I haven't really liked any of the Star Wars animation, or but I don't particularly like animation in general, at least not like action animation. And so, I'm this this past episode is the first episode where I was really like, eh, okay, this this was pretty boring. Yeah, I think this episode was kind of what I imagined all of the Bad Batch would be like. Yeah. That kind of, Adventure oh, here's of a, a mission. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've liked all the bits looking at um, the rise of the Empire. So I really liked that first, um, what, 70-minute episode. I quite like that. Um and you know the bits with crosshair and Hauser, I've I've liked those bits, but yeah. Anyway, that's probably why I haven't talked about much because I've not been super into it. So I talk about other things. Yeah, I mean, look, I enjoy talking about things I love, and then I enjoy talking about things that I hate. Talking about things that you just think are sort of okay is not particularly fun for anybody. No. 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 I, you know, like, yeah, I enjoy, you know, bashing on Iron Fist, that Marvel show, quite a lot because it's so bad. It's so bad. I think I made it through like one episode of that show. I was forcing myself through it, going, no. Defenders coming after this. Defenders are coming after this. You've got to get through it. You've got to get through it. And then I went, yeah, after Defenders, I tried a few episodes of Punisher. I went, yeah, no, I don't have to watch all of this. (laughs) You only have to watch the ones you like. Yeah, and if you really need to figure out what happened, that's what Wikipedia is for. Yeah. So I watched Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And I was happy. Yeah. I like Jessica Jones a lot. And I watched, I don't know, maybe like the first season and a half of Daredevil. I sort of, I am very bad at finishing shows. (laughs) Uh, I'm till the bitter end type of person. I don't know why. I can be an enjoying a show. And then reach the second to last episode and just go, eh, I'm not really into it anymore. I'm done. Nope. Game of Thrones, I noped <laughs> out on. Game of Thrones, I loved like the first, I don't know, I think the first four seasons. I absolutely loved. Couldn't get enough of it. Halfway through like the fourth season, I went, eh, I don't like this anymore. And then like I didn't watch the last episode. And then like next season, I just was totally out. God, it's, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. I mean, there's been shows that I've stopped watching just because it became difficult for me to find it here in Australia. Mm. And that's been the point where I've gone, yeah, okay, I'll give it up. Um, Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was one of those. It became increasingly difficult to watch here in Australia, it was like on one of the other channels or then I had to watch it on streaming to be able to find it at all. And 
And because it's on one of the um, commercial channels here, so that means on streaming, there's ads. And you can't fast forward through the ads when they're on streaming and it's the same five ads every break. <laughs> yeah, that's in my hair. It's really irritating. And so at that point, I went, yeah, no, nah, I can't anymore. I just, I can't. And it was only on their streaming service for a few weeks. It was really stupid. Yeah, Channel 7, I'm talking to you. I hate your guts. You have the worst streaming service. There I said it. Urgh. The only reason you're still around is because you have the Olympics. Anyway, X off my chest. Yeah, but yeah, that's. I'm a bit stubborn. I'll, I'll like, no, I'll finish off the show. Even girls, which I was completely Ugh. hating, completely hating. I hated all the female characters, <laughs> apart from maybe Shoshana. I, that's a show I made it like two episodes into and I'm like, I really don't like Lena Dunham at all and the show is terrible. But, yeah, I um, I hated the the female characters um, in a show called Girls. That's probably not healthy. Well, it's probably a sign that it's not a show you should be watching. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when, yeah, yeah, that's not a good show. Yeah, don't, yeah, Chris Fresh, don't watch Girl. <laughs> I kind of doubt that was on his list. <laughs> yeah, but um, I did watch the first five episodes of the new He-Man last night. Okay, I've seen the first two and a half episodes and then I had to do something else. I'll go back to it. What did you think? Yeah. Well, there's there's like a story going through the whole thing in a story arc, which of course there wasn't in you know, the original cartoons, as far as I can remember. Um, I think I was more of a Shearer girl, anyway. But no, it was really good. It was it was really well done. Um, they left it on such a cliffhanger. This block of five. It's like, oh, Kevin Smith, what are you doing to us? Um, no, it's, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. You know, obviously it's still a He-Man cartoon, but, um, no, it's great. It's good fun. It was like, I chucked it on while I was, um, you know, getting ready for dinner or, or should I say, you know, ordering my, my delivery, waiting for my delivery and then eating my <laughs> delivery. It's yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, um, and thanks to um, Steel, I've, I've had Red Rooster two weeks in a row, two Saturdays in a row, because Steel and Josh were talking about it on um, Steel Wars a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Red Rooster is a fast food um, restaurant here in Australia. Sells chicken. Okay, like roasted chicken, right? Not like fried yeah, roasted, although they do have a range of fried now as well. They they don't have a lot of franchises anymore. They used to be a lot bigger. There used to be one like really close to me. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a bit nostalgic type of thing as well, that 
like last week when I it was the first time in years I'd had red rooster and just biting into that chicken roll it was just all the nostalgia buttons in my brain were just firing off That's a good feeling yeah and really good chips that's important. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it was, you know, Friday night was, you know, Bad Batch, Ted Lasso, He-Man, you know, these highly anticipated things all on the same night. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Disney are going to move their, their TV shows to Wednesday to avoid that, but it was nice on a Friday night to sit down and watch you know, new episodes of, of Star Wars knowing you didn't have to do anything the next day. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like it doesn't really affect me all that much because I'm not going to be staying up to watch them when they drop it like three o'clock my time a.m so mm-hmm. i'm watching it in the evening no matter what so whether that's a wednesday or a friday it's sort of like well whatever but yeah we're we've got a bit lucky here in australia with either the feet 5 p.m um which what it is currently and then over the summer months it's 7 p.m because of daylight savings and all of that. So we got very lucky. Um, Yeah, you know, we had that a couple of years ago before Rise of Skywalker. We had the Mandalorian out at 7 o'clock and then I was being picked up to go to the premiere at like quarter to 8 to go see Rise of Skywalker. So I had those two (laughs) brand new things, Star Wars things, so close together it was a a very strange day yeah yeah like mandalorian is in like bad batch doesn't like i don't care if i get spoiled for bad batch i mean i might if something really big like somebody dies or something and i get spoiled for that mandalorian was annoying to avoid spoilers all day yeah yeah it's at that point where you you can't look at any social media at all i you know the most i've sort of gone through that is yeah with survivor which comes out um like 11 o'clock in the morning our time so yeah i'd have to wait until obviously i got home before i could watch it um and that was if it was on streaming um, cause sometimes they didn't put it up on streaming until they had it on their, on free to wear first. So yeah, that was annoying, especially in this time of, you know, social media is our only way of communicating with people. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard to stay off. Like I, I, I cannot stay off Twitter. Yeah, for me, like I, I wouldn't be looking at Twitter. It would be sort of checking to make sure that it hasn't scrolled away from where I was in the timeline. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's 
it's so frustrating and it's that at least tag it so you can mute it for a while. But, um, yeah, the, the misspelling of Mandalorian causes a lot of problems. I think on my mute list I had like four different spellings of it by the end. <laughs> I mean, we, we had the joke that, you know, Bobby Iger loves Australia. That's why it gets time to release. You know, it's so good for us here on the East Coast but of Australia. But it's, it is odd timing for America. I, I really don't know why they've done it that way. Do you think it's just a, oh, yeah, we'll do it midnight? That sounds good. Yeah, which, I don't know, it's. It seems very strange to me to not do it at like 7 p.m. Yeah. Like you would a primetime show. Yeah, like 7 p.m. on the West Coast. That sounds. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. That, that'd still be. That'd be 10 in New York. That's just still like early enough that I could watch it. Yeah. I... Anyway. I'm not going to complain about it because we get the very good end of the stick. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So we've obviously we've got Andor coming up, and every day we're one day closer. As you are carefully keeping track of, yes. Yes. Still don't have a release date, but. Technically, I'm not wrong. No, because you're not saying it's not like you're doing a countdown. You're just saying it's one day closer. It could be, yeah. it could come out 10 years from now. You're still not wrong. <laughs> oh, I, look, 10 years? No. <laughs> D- no. Diego might be a little too old at that point to play the younger Cassian. Yeah. Oh. But the elaborate stories I already have in my head for what could be in Andor. I, I shouldn't do it to myself, Emily. I shouldn't do it to myself. You gotta be careful with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that it's that I'm setting myself I'm setting myself up. Um yeah, for just disappointment. Or, yeah, because I've, I've got such high expectations and I've go, okay, I know how they can have Bail Organa. I know how they can have Krennic. I know how they can have Gale and Urso. Oh, and it's not going to be any of those things. Of course not. But, oh. No, I mean, it's hard. it's hard not to like play that game but it can be you can set yourself up where even if it even then if the show is good but it wasn't like done quite in the way you had in your head then it's it's disappointing even if it is actually like good quality yeah yeah i just want multiple seasons many many seasons um and I'd, I'd love to see, I mean, obviously I want it all about Cassian, but I also want it to see, I want to see different parts of the rebellion happening so that it all, all these story threads then lead up 
to Rogue One. You know, see a bit of Mon Mothma and Bail Organa. See Saw Gerrera. I don't necessarily want to see Jin though. We see Saw Gerrera. We see Gale and also Urso. So that and none of them meet though. None of them meet up until Rogue One. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta sort of be careful about that stuff, but I mean, certainly you could have scenes with with Bail and, and Mothma. Yeah. Because they're they're hanging around together. Um Yeah. And you th- you think, you know, they're part of the rebellion and Cassian was part of the separatist was one of the was on one of the separatist worlds you know how does he reconcile himself to now working with former republicans yeah especially like a you know like former senators yeah oh stop it catherine but i do hope we get yeah, a i do have storyline from on mothma because she is a really interesting character who on screen we've seen very little of yeah i i didn't get the stopwatch out but i'm certain we saw far more of her in rogue one than what we did in return of the jedi yeah and that's it's still not much (laughs) (laughs) we saw her a little bit during clone wars i'm trying to think I think we did, but um, yeah, definitely. I I remember the trailers for Rogue One and how excited I was when Mon Mothma appeared. I was really pumped. I was like, Mon Mothma! Yeah, it was fun to see everybody's like freak out suddenly for that character. And I had the same sort of thing where I'm like, oh my god, it's Mon Mothma! I'm like, I didn't even know why I was so excited to see her, but I definitely was. And it was great that they used the actress who'd been in the deleted scenes in Attack of the Clones. That was very nice. Yeah. Also, she's beautiful and great, so. Yes. And she has a very nice neck. <laughs> now, who's into necks? Is Chris Fresh into necks? I don't know Chris, Chris... Fresh's in, uh, neck thing. I know that Eric Strathers has a neck thing. Yeah. I have to, I'll have to ask Fresh his neck opinions. Mm. Most definitely. Now, thank you so much for coming on and letting me just gush about Ted Lasso for a while. I was very yeah. happy to be invited, especially when you said you wanted to talk about Ted because it's just, I get so stupidly happy talking about that show (laughs) i i think we've talked about everything about ted lasso but because otherwise i'll just you know in our an hour from now i'll just be screaming on twitter about some random ted lasso thing (laughs) (laughs) oh the dart scene the dart scene the greatest scene in television of all time yes it's just barbecue the, sauce. It's just the best little, like, fuck you, asshole, 
moment. And it's beautiful. And I gotta say, Anthony had great on this show. It's it's hard, especially because his name is also Rupert on this show. But I'm like, but that's Giles's name, and he's nothing like Giles. Yeah, like he's played oh. bad guys before. Like you know, he was a villain in Doctor Who, and I know he's been in, in, like a jerk and other things. But he still will always be Giles, and. I don't know what's going to happen next time I go back to watch Buffy. And, you know, when in an episode later, when he tells Rebecca that he and his, you know, fiance are going to have a baby and he says it in the way to hurt her the most. It's just, he's just such a, prick and ted sees instantly through him and just oh yeah that that dart scene is so satisfying it's it's a thing of beauty i love that scene i could watch that all day and and nate like nate's evolution through season one from the kit man whose name no one knew to being one of the co-coaches and and I just love the way he came into the um into the charity ball you know, in his new suit with the strut he's precious yeah oh and again Roy Kent you know just accepting Nate when Nate got angry and you know smashed the window and Roy Kent just looking at him going, good lad. <laughs> <laughs> well, even it's in, oh, I can't remember whether it's in the first or second episode when Roy gets, gets pissed and, and stomps out to the, to the parking lot when he meets up with Keely and and oh, because it's um, when you know Ted has sort of placed him in charge of getting Jamie to have people stop bullying Nate, and he's like Nate, whose last name I don't even know. And then Keely purposely gives the wrong name, and he corrects her <laughs> because yeah. of course Roy knows his name. He's just being a jerk because he's Roy, but Roy cares about people, and it's it's a good moment. Yeah, he he doesn't. He doesn't like seeing, you know, Jamie and his mates picking on on Nate because Nate's just trying to do his job and trying to, you know, be good at his job and and Jamie's just being, yeah, a twat and then the others are just trying to show off to be mates with Jamie and Roy's just not having any of that bullshit. That's why he headbutts um What's his oh, face? I don't even know his name. I've seen the show like 12 times and I do not know that character's <laughs> name. <laughs> he's the pretty one who looks kind of like Jamie. Yeah. He's he's the Welsh one. Yes. I think, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. It's such a good show. Yeah. And Nate's suggestion boxes. They're so good. Once it's like, like he... decorated. Ugh. 
and he brings them out and Ted's like, another amazing box. It has a mouth. Oh, yeah. Such a good show. Chris Fresh, I know we've, we've ruined everything, but you have to watch it to get the context because I assure you I knew the ending of Ted Lasso before I started. And it still got me. It's so good. Yeah, Come on. It's a comedy. It's fine to be spoiled for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all good. Watch it, Chris Fresh. Also, you should have already I, watched I should just, it, so I don't feel bad about spoiling it. Should I title this episode Chris Fresh Watch Ted Lasso? <laughs> I mean it sort of breaks your naming convention, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> So if people aren't already listening to Canto Bite Dispatch, which they should, what's your show about? Yeah, so um, Brittany Brown and I do a ostensibly Star Wars podcast where, <laughs> you know, if there's news to talk about, we talk about the Star Wars news if we have any interest in it. And, you know, we talk about Bad Batch. Um, we spend quite a bit of time talking about Gossip Girl which there's a new Gossip Girl that just started on HBO a couple weeks ago. It is terrible. But no, we just, we don't take Star Wars too seriously and we just have a good time, like, bullshitting. Yes. I thoroughly enjoy it. It's great fun to, um, usually comes out Friday and so Friday afternoon, so I get to spend Friday afternoon with my girls. Oh. And you're, you're a great follow on Twitter as well. And, yeah, we'll just scream um, Ted Lasso gifts at each other, I think, for a little while. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, and I also do a podcast called The Fan and the Furious with my buddy Steve. Um, we started as the Fast and the Furious podcast, and then we did all of Vin Diesel's filmography. <sighs> that, that was something. And right now we are working our way through Gerard Butler's uh, filmography, which is he is a very nice man and very different to talk about than Vin Diesel. And we just do yes, like a your, movie every episode. Yeah. Your last episode I listened to yesterday was Attila. Um, yeah. It's this 2001 mini series with Gerard Butler playing Attila the Hun and Powers Booth, one of my favorite character actors of all time, one of the best villains ever, is um, playing like a Roman senator. It is wild. <laughs> yes, I, I I really enjoy that podcast and you and Steve are the reason I watch Venom <laughs> and why I'm going to see Venom too. <laughs> I look our obsession with Venom started as a joke and then we kind of talked ourselves into really really liking it <laughs> yeah I uh yeah on the one day last year or a little while ago I watched Paddington and Venom so that was a an odd combination but it worked um but yeah Venom is hilarious <sighs> Everyone go watch Venom. 
Tom Hardy is a weird, weird, weird man. And I adore him for it. He is so committed and such a big dork. (laughs) Yeah, because I saw him recently in Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, and he really isn't the main character in that movie, but yet he's so committed and there is sort of one scene where you see little glimpses of him almost channeling Mel Gibson, but he's his own thing. And every movie he does, he's he's different and and he's so committed. I think it's just the weirdest thing that he does, the voice of Venom as well. Yeah, he it's 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 funny that I mean obviously the the Bane voice like so many people have a problem with I think is brilliant and it's it's just weird and it's I mean maybe it's just because it's a weird like voicing he does kind of remind me of Benicio del Toro but Benicio del Toro looks like Benicio del Toro and Tom Hardy looks like a heartthrob movie star and so it's it's not the kind of guy you expect that sort of performance from. Yeah, he's just so committed to eating all those tater tots. <laughs> and just being a weird dork. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me, that geek pod, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find me, Catherine underscore Neen, counting down Cassian every day. Before I go to bed, I'm one day closer. <laughs> I'm going to explode when we finally see things, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that'll be an interesting day. Yeah. So it would be great if that was at celebration. If, but. If I'm not there, I hope that um, us Australian people, we can do our own thing and you know, go away somewhere, hole up in some hotel rooms and watch the live streams so that I can melt down in the presence of others. Yeah, that's much better experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, either way, I'm... I'm taking some time off work. I am not going to work while celebration's on. <laughs> I'm not coping. I, there was one trailer for um, for one of the Star Wars things. I can't remember which one, but it dropped during the day when I was at work. I literally made myself a sign, stuck it to myself <laughs> to walk so, you know, going through the schoolyard of just saying, I haven't watched the trailer, do not spoil it for me. Because the whole school knows I'm obsessed with Star Wars. Yeah, you got to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's me. Yes, I made a sign. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> the kids laughed, but I don't care. Don't spoil Star Wars for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That Geek Pod will return. <laughs>